Bienvenidos de nuevo a La Vida Picante. Welcome back to La Vida Picante. A podcast all about being hooked on a feeling and finding out love is all you need to the guard the galaxy. Wait, what did I just read? Uh, I might have mis miswrote that. Oh, sorry, guys. Our writers have gone on strike, too. As you know, the, the Writers Guild of America is still on strike, so we're doing our own scripts. I mean, we were doing our own scripts before. But we messed up anyway. We're still trying to figure out how to write our intros. So <clears throat> reset. Let's begin again. A podcast all about being hooked on a feeling and finding out love is all you need to guard the galaxy. Are you locos ready for the dance-off to save the universe? Behold, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. All right, we are going to be reviewing the third installment of the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. It was released on May 5th, 2023, directed by James Gunn. He's known for directing the first two Guardians of the Galaxies. He's known for directing Suicide Squad, uh, creating the show Peacemaker on HBO. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. Uh, he also directed the movie Super, Slither, and a little take on a dark Superman movie called Brightburn. It received an audience score of 94%, which is really much needed because I think the MCU has been kind of a little down lately. It has been, but you know what? It's interesting that you mentioned Brightburn. I actually saw Brightburn several years ago, and it was a very dark movie. Like, very... I mean, I, I understood it as being like a like the tale of if Superman was, went, evil. was, was evil. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. But, you know, let me tell you, when I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Volume 3, I went by myself to the theater Ooh, and sad. <laughs> I, you know, guys, I know that, you know, we're co-hosts and everything, but we rarely go see movies together. I think this is very true. I think we're I talking th about this today. Yeah. On honestly, we, we, the first movie we ever saw together, I think was Elvis. Elvis yeah. And that, that actually, that's great that we mentioned that because it was a year ago today that we actually, <laughs> Alexa, thank you, but we're done. You are so very welcome. Okay, and she's still going to go. Well, yeah, that was our Alexa telling my brother to pick up the dog poop. I mean, we really. <laughs> you've heard the dogs before. You've heard the dogs before, so if you ever hear anything Alexa wise that is interrupting our broadcast, you're going to have to take a shot for that as well. Yeah, every time. Any distractions you take a shot for. But anyway, going back. Yeah. It's actually our one year anniversary of this podcast. Yes. So let me tell you guys that the idea started where one day um, the whole family and I, like, we went to go uh, eat Mexican seafood, which, Hello, is, Bucanero. which is very delicious. Love that Shout place. Out. Shout out. And we went there and we were like both talking about how we like movies. And it was actually Elijah's dad who was like, you guys should do a podcast together. Like y'all have opposing opinions. Yep. And we were, I forgot what movie we were talking about, but we were like, oh my God, yes. Like we should totally do a podcast. I think, I don't know what we're talking about. Kim always says it's Parasite, even though I've never seen Parasite. Parasite is one of the greatest masterpieces in the universe. If it was, then I would have already seen it. Which you're missing out because it's probably, I literally rewatched it again last night. It's probably not the best. It is the best. The best. It is no. the best. But it also started because of that movie and it was actually originally in our list of episodes that we were supposed to do in season one but now it's going to be in season three yeah <laughs> so we started doing the podcast and i can't believe it's been a year since that day dude it's been a year a year look at how far we've come only two seasons <laughs> two seasons we're barely getting a hold of ourselves and trying to get control of our lives our and... schedule is unorganized at I best i think we might just be a summer podcast i think, I think so. at this point so i mean with that being said we did not see guardians of the galaxy together oh, no we, <laughs> we, we didn't we saw it separately <laughs> we didn't i was going back on my sad tale of how i went to go see it yes. by myself yes and i was like i should really go see this so me, I typically like going to the movies on a Sunday morning 
when nobody's in the theater Gross. and the earliest possible showing. Gross. I like those matinee showings. You know, I, I wake up early for them. Huh. And so I went to go see it <laughs> and I did not realize how sad it was going to be. Like I was literally in hysterical tears the whole time. Like oh, I could it, not stop crying. It made me cry in so many parts of the movie. It I was, was just blown away by how emotional this movie was it was extremely emotional there's definitely a lot of grief there's a loss of love there's a loss romantic love i should say mm -hmm. there's a loss of friendship love there's a loss of the innocence of a younger life where you don't know what's going on and yep. you know you're kind of out exposed to the world and so there's so many different uh, variations of grief that are captured in this movie and it's just beautifully done by james gunn like i think the guy is just a a, a visually stunning director and he knows how to a make visionary a visionary director <laughs> yeah visionary visionary did i say that you said visually stunning yeah i'd like using... that would mean that he's like visually stunning he is visually stunning have you seen his white hair <laughs> no. sexy anyway <laughs> i love this movie because it still has the same great cast. Yes. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Bradley Cooper, Palm Clementif. Sorry if I messed that up. Uh, Vin Diesel still saying the same three words mm -hmm. for like the past 12 I years. I am Groot. But we do have a couple new new additions. We have Cosmo the Space Dog being played by oh, yeah. Maria Bakalova. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't remember who she is, she played Borat's daughter in the second installment of Borat. Oh. Uh, we have, I'm going to say this wrong, Chuck Woody Iwuji. He plays the high evolutionary, the villain of this film. Oh. Phenomenal job by him. Yeah, very creepy. Uh, we have Elizabeth Debicki returning as Aisha, the golden goddess. Oh, Beautiful. yeah. Uh, we have Sean Gunn returning as Kraglin. He is now part of the galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and then this new guy, uh, his name is Will Poulter. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he plays this guy named Adam Warlock. Uh, Will Poulter, y'all probably remember him from We Are the Millers. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah he played that little nerdy boy. So this uh, already this film is going to already be great because it has this new cast along with new characters and along with the great villain. Yeah. To throw us into this big emotional turmoil that we love. And, you know, the way that the movie started, you know, so they're floating around on nowhere mm -hmm. and just living their lives the way that it is. Chris Pratt is like going through his whole mental, emotional breakdown. Listening to Creep, the acoustic version. Yeah. And like just being Rowan, his sads, right? Which same yeah. all the time. I mean, the acoustic version just already made me tear up because the song itself is already sad. Yeah. And then you just throw what is it, Tom York by himself? Yeah. Like with just a guitar and that's it. You're done. He's Tears. just there, just there. Like going, he's going through it, okay? Ugh. And then all of a sudden, was it Adam that comes crashing through? Oh, yes, yes. Adam just, he comes in and I think it's actually, uh, what is it? It's, they have a really good song uh, that plays with it. It's by Blonde. And you know, it just, it be, it's become a huge meme. Yeah, of just him flying through. Yeah, so you know what the thing that I love about Guardians of the Galaxy so much is that the soundtracks are always very much on point. Um, the music selection for this movie I thought was phenomenal. Yes, I I, I like the the whole album itself. I was so close to buying the vinyl mm -hmm. at Target, but then I realized I have no money. So I was like, you know what? Maybe, Spotify. Maybe yeah. Maybe I should just stick with Apple Music. Oh. Plug for Apple Music. I listen to Spotify. Lame. Um, but yeah, the, the album itself, amazing. It, it's It's got to be my favorite awesome mix volume because I loved all the, I mean, first of all, this Adam Warlock scene. Yeah. That's become a huge meme on TikTok, Instagram, everything. So Rocket gets attacked by Adam yeah, and that's attacked. what leads to the events of the whole movie unfolding, which now that I think about it is really crazy because it's very set up as Adam not being the main villain. Like he's not. Yeah, like he ends up being a part of the... Oh, major spoiler alert. Major spoiler. Wait a minute. Whoops. We forgot to say, <sighs> you guys, before you start listening to any of our episodes... We've been talking for like 10 minutes now. <laughs> please. It's a spoiler. We, we will say all the spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you don't like spoilers, stop listening now. Yes. However, if you haven't seen it but you do like spoilers, keep listening. You're or evil. Or, 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 if you've seen it already, then, you know, 
keep talking with us. I mean, chatting yeah. with us. Keep chatting with us, agree with us, listen to our sexy voices. Yeah, they do sound quite good on these new mics we have. New mics! <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? Oh, we, yeah. So so then we see uh, Adam Warlock attack Rocket, and he gets Critically injured. wounding him. Critically wounding him. And the Guardians have these really cool, like, health packs that, like, yeah. can heal you. Because they freaking break Mantis's arm, and she puts the health pack on. And, and immediately... It, like, it does this weird, like, exorcism type thing. It, like, cracks it back into yeah. place, like, so super fast. They try doing that to Rocket, and it ends up showing that he um he has a device yeah in him that like if they try putting the med pack on him because they were trying to put a med pack on his chest um they couldn't bring him back because Mm -hmm. there's this device that's like preventing that and it'll kill him yeah if they keep trying to help it's whoever created him set that to where they can't like revive him or use any med packs yeah and that it was just kind of already like burning him and that's kind of what starts the whole movie off like you're already sad because you're like, dude, is Rocky gonna die? This I early? really thought he was. I was like, oh wow, like we're a few minutes into this movie and he's already gonna die. And I mean, this I already is like had a... a feeling someone was gonna die because it's the last Guardians movie of this team. Yeah, of this like original team. Yeah. So, so you know, I was very much like, what's gonna happen? Like somebody's gonna die. It's gonna be Rocket, and he's like one of the mains. Like what? What's going on? And meanwhile, Star Lord is still trying to get over this hangover that he's having. So he's over here like discombobulated and automatically he's all emotional yeah he feels that he was not able to save rocket and it's his fault and so then that takes them to somewhere like that they have to find this kill switch orgo corpse headquarters yes orgo corpse headquarters and apparently nebula has like this uh this person that she talked to that can get them to orgo corp yeah and they get like a hookup yeah like um what, what is it they're getting there? They're getting that kill switch because someone there has yeah. it in their database. Yeah, yeah. So they thought that somebody created it. Um, and it was, uh, it, it was like, I don't know, somebody that works with the high evolutionary. And he's the one that put it in there. Somebody put it in there. Yeah, and then right before they get to Orgocorp, they get stopped. Because they're trying to, like, whatever this Orgocorp planet is, they have to go through three shields, which it kind of shows it uh, off star lord's yeah. like skill of hacking yes and him and mantis are like going back and forth about something i don't know what it is but it's funny because you find out in the holiday special that they're actually siblings oh yeah yeah we find that out yeah yeah so you find out that they're siblings and they're just bickering like like siblings yeah and it's just hilarious that they're doing this while they're hacking into this order corp mm-hmm. shield and then finally they they get through it and they get stopped by like the ravagers yeah and they find out that it was Gamora that Nebula contacted. Yes, yep. And that's how they got involved in this whole thing. And of course, she has no memory of course. of who Star-Lord is. And of course, that was very uh, painful for him to see her again. And, you know, she is very much who she used to be before meeting him. Yeah, it's still 2014 Gamora, I think, mm-hmm. where she was, you know, big and bad and being yeah. Thanos' right-hand woman. And basically, we get this really cool shot of them all like wearing these spacesuits. It's really cool. It's a tie into 2001 A Space Odyssey, where all the astronauts are wearing different colors. Yeah. And it's to the, the song In the Meantime by Space Hog, which is actually the, the song that they played in the trailers. It's, I think it's, I want to say it's one of the songs that you will remember. Yeah. And due to copyright reasons, we probably can't play it right no. now. Because we don't want to get sued. Yeah. I don't know if Spacehawk's still alive, but they seem like they would sue us. I feel like somebody would sue us. Someone. Probably James Gunn. Yeah. But it's if you guys go listen to it right after this or right now, like we'll pause for like, that's it. That's and it. That's, that's all it. you had. That's all you had to listen to it. And <laughs> it's just a good song because it just feels very upbeat and they're all in space jumping yeah. around and Mantis is just not doing anything. Like That was like my, that, that, to me, I love that whole sequence of them like breaking into this like planet space corporation. It shows po- how close they are. Yeah. Like I love that. I love that whole sequence. And then they finally get into Order Corp, right? Yeah. They get into Order Corp and it's like weird and gummy and like how you have to squeeze into it. Oh yeah. Cause it's like a, living organism yeah it's a living organism Mm -hmm. and it's so funny to me that they act like they work there Mm -hmm. and so when the real people that work there get there they're like 
what I would say, like shooting the shit. Like, yeah. oh, you got one of those two on your team? Like very, oh, you know. Oh, yes, because yeah. that's when we see Nathan Fillion. Yes, yes. And he's like, oh, I got one of those two, one of those dummies. And he's yeah. talking about the guy behind him. Yes. And then Star-Lord's talking about Drax. Yes. Which Drax just, oh, this movie made me love Drax even more. I love him in <sighs> this movie. Love him. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then we get, I think, our first battle. Well, yeah. Our first battle was with Adam, but this was like our first major battle. Yes. Where some, some of the crew gets hurt. Yeah, because they finally realized that somebody did break in. And so they realized that they were not employees of whatever company. Mm-hmm. And so they start getting attacked. And I mean, at first it seemed to me like it was going to be a very fun sequence. Like we beat these guys and then mm-hmm. they move on to the next step. And actually, no, they critically injure a couple of people. Yeah, I think Drax gets shot in the back a mm-hmm. couple times and then in the chest. So yeah. he gets injured. And we actually see a little bit of Mantis and Drax's relationship, which is actually kind of cute. I kind of sense something going on between them. Yeah. But I think maybe Drax sees her as like a daughter or, or, or something. Yeah. But it's just they, they've gotten so close yeah. together that she really like was worried about him. Yeah. And showed off how how powerful she is. She made people fight. She made people angry. And then we, we cut to Gamora, Nebula, and Star-Lord. And they're trying to get the file for um, uh, 89P13 or yes, something. Yes, 89P13. Yeah, because that's Rocket's That's Rocket's code. serial code, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm saying that wrong, but I don't care. We'll go with 89P13. Yeah, that sounds right. And so he's trying to get Gamora again to love him. He's going to try doing the same moves. Yep. And then basically Gamora tells him, Whatever you want, whatever girl you're wanting, sounds more like her. And it points to Nebula. Oh, and yeah. And then he starts looking at Nebula, like, as if he's starting <laughs> yeah, to feel something for her. Yeah. And she's like, cut it out, cut it out. And then that just told me that, damn, Starler's just a bit horny. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, <laughs> like I think that's what just, it was. He just wants to get some of that, that, that good good. That alien... I mean, you said pussy on the. I did, I did, the, I did, I did. On the I did podcast, I did. He's trying to get a little bit of that alien pussy. <laughs> That's so funny when you say it. Like, you're like he's still trying to get that alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> so he's just trying to, you know, get whatever because he. I guess he figured, yo, they're siblings. Yeah. So it's got to be the same. Got to. Got to. Except one's bald. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> and then he said, Oh, I was just looking at your eyes. Oh yeah. And she said, Oh, they were replaced by my father <laughs> as a way of punishment. And he said, Well, he picked a pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Pratt's delivery was it's just perfection. 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 And then they finally get saved by Groot. Yeah. Because he, he can fly the ship now. And Groot was a freaking badass he was he really was he really saved the day Mm -hmm. so i don't know where they went after order corp like did they go they were they you know they were if my memory helps me yeah it will say that they found out that the kill switch was actually downloaded to someone not it wasn't in the file anymore and that they had to go to this place called Counter Earth. Yes, Counter Earth. Okay, so this is also one of my second favorite sequences of the movie. I mean, I love this movie, right? But Counter Earth is basically like Earth, but I think it has more dystopian qualities. Like the creatures that live there are, so they are the very um, high evolution or evolutionary creatures that the high evolutionary was trying to create. Mm-hmm. So what he was trying to do with Rocket, right? Yeah. And his original, um, I would say, like experiments. Yeah. And meanwhile, like before, like we get to Counter Earth and actually throughout the, this beginning part of the movie, we see these flashbacks of Rocket being created and mm-hmm. doing all that. So that's why like. So that's the counter earth people. Yeah. So the whole, you know, the whole time throughout the movie, we are getting the flashbacks and then we know that rocket was actually a part of um, some animals that were getting experimented on for this. And it was a couple of animals. One of them was named Teefs. Ooh, I love Teefs. He was like a walrus, a walrus. Yeah. And then there was Lila, 
Oh, she was like the ferret. Yeah, she was a ferret. Um, and then there was the bunny. I can't remember the bunny's name. Floor. Floor. Yes, yes, Floor. Um, and that was really sad because there's these there are these animals that like you know the walrus has like wheelchairs because they strapped to he him. like has half his body cut off or something yeah and he can only move around on that wheelchair yeah and then the bunny had like spider robot legs like they were all her limbs were cut off yeah they yeah. were very much like ex failed experiments mm -hmm. rocket was a part of them and they become friends and they're trapped in this cage in the high evolutionaries like warehouse for like failed experiments yeah and rocket is a genius and he's getting smarter day by day. Mm -hmm. And so their whole plan is that one day they're going to make it out of there. And, and, you know, they're friends and they're going to go do things. And they even name themselves. They name they're, themselves. They're all like super smart. Yeah, they're super smart. They name themselves. They really start. I, I think it was very beautiful in the sense that it was like they found their self-worth. I was crying. Mm -hmm. Oh, horribly in this part beautiful because like they're all laying together yeah it was a beautiful sequence saying that he's gonna take them all because they're all friends and yes ah, and, and then we get to counter earth yeah then we get to counter earth and you know they um they kind of go into these this family's home and the family is these high evolutionary animals that very much look like humanoid um, they have a very humanoid form, but they're animals um, and they speak a different language. And so they're trying to, the guardians are trying to communicate with them that they really need to save their friend and they need to go through this whole mission to do it. That, that was a pretty, I think, funny it was. scene that they were doing because Drax you, is on the couch. Drax is on the couch trying to lay down and then you, have, feet up. you have Nebula and Peter like trying to be parents and saying get up it's disrespectful and don't I, put your feet on the couch don't put your feet on the couch and it's just it sent ptsd flashbacks and <laughs> it, i was i was like yeah get off the couch i'm like damn it drax <laughs> and then we get the first f-bomb in the mcu like i, I mean marvel's had the f-bomb i was like really deadpool but oh, by yeah. like the marvel cinematic universe yeah. because it's you know disney yeah and so oh, yeah. we have nebula trying to open a car door obviously she can pilot a, a a spaceship but she can't open a car door no and so she says what do i do now and peter quill is just like open the fucking door <laughs> <laughs> it just you could tell there was just a pause and everybody was just dying laughing yeah yeah, yeah. it uh, was funny and it's just it was just cool to see that this counter earth still had some like everything evolved just like it did on on like i guess it did earth. yeah and you got to see crime. You got to see some some aliens doing some heroin or crack or meth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then you see things. I think that was interesting because a high evolutionary's purpose for creating Counter-Earth was that he wanted to create a perfect society. With, like, no crime or anything. Yeah. And it's like, no, as you're going through the whole town that they're in, you see things like bar fights, mm -hmm. drug dealing, all like the regular stuff that we have on Earth. Yep. Um, and it just shows that, you know, no matter what, like there's Nothing's no. Nothing's going to be perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And um, let's see. Then Peter, Nebula, and Groot go to like the high evolutionary's base on Counter Earth. Yeah. And they actually don't let Nebula on there. Yeah. And actually, right right before we get into this, like, I want to say last arc. The last arc. Yeah. The last half of the movie, we're going to take a little quick break yeah so we'll we'll get a quick break get some water get some snacks listen to those songs that we told you to listen yep. to and we'll be right back be right back laters and we're back back so we left off where the guardians are at counter earth yes and they're trying to get to where the high evolutionary is at yes which am i pronouncing this correctly it's called already arete arete is earring in spanish as what arete what is that that's the name of the place arete yeah arete 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 Arete. We'll go with that. Arete. All right. So they're going in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> we'll go with arete because this is la vida picante. It is, it is, and we are Latin. And we, are, we, speak... we are Latin folk, <laughs> and we speak Spanish. Yes, and... español. <laughs> so they get to that place. Um, they they go to the laboratories. Drax and Mantis remain with a Gamora and Rocket. So Rocket is, of course, unconscious and hooked up mm -hmm. to you know the whole system in the in the ship yeah he's got like oxygen and stuff on him and all yeah. that good stuff and gamora's in there just you know because she's like chilling eating some snacks like why the why the hell am i here yeah why, why am i even watching she ends up protecting him too yeah she does and because she understands like how he's a part of the team right yeah but then peter quill and groot and nebula travel to the laboratories arete arete <laughs> and so Nebula is forced to wait outside by the guards as Quill and Groot enter. Mm -hmm. And this is where they come face to face with High Evolutionary. Chuck Woody. Yeah. And, you know, so they question him, like, why is he doing this? Like, why, you know, what's happening with all of this? And he admits that he, that it is an imperfect society because Peter Quill reminds him that yeah, like there's literally drugs and violence and all kinds of stuff that mm -hmm. is in regular Earth. It's also happening in Counter Earth. So this fake or this Counter Earth society that you created is not so perfect. Yeah, and then that's when uh, the High Evolutionary is like, "All right, now I've got to fix that." So he ends up he like, destroys it. He ends up trying to destroy uh, Counter Earth. Yeah, and that's um, that and... that kind of blows. Peter Quills and like Groot's mind. Yeah, that you know he just like destroyed millions of people because it's exactly like Earth. So it didn't even have millions of people; it had billions of people. Because it's exactly like Earth. Yeah. Kind so he just destroyed that without even a second thought. Like he's just like it's an imperfect creation. Like destroy it, just like he did with Rocket and his friends. Yeah, and, and it seems like he's already done this before. Yeah. Because he gives the orders to like yeah. explode everybody and everybody just doesn't bat an eye. They're, no. they're just thinking, oh, we're doing this again, do this protocol. And it just seems he's done this multiple times to try to create the perfect society. Which he has, which we find out, um, you know, as in a flashback that when, you know, Rocket finally, I think he achieved his final form of intelligence, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to break his friends out of, where they were trapped yeah. and he succeeds in it or we think he succeeds and so as they're getting ready to escape the high evolutionary actually shoots lila oh. and kills her and oh. he also kills and then the rest of the guards show up and they kill the rest of the friend group and i i was just sobbing that that flashback sobbing. Was, was very brutal very sad and very brutal uh it was because lila says it's so great to have friends oh god and then that's when she gets shot yeah and at first you don't see anything but then she falls forward and you see she got shot in the back mm -hmm. and oh man it, it was sad and rocket loses his mind loses his mind and he just starts shooting and attacking and he actually attacks the high evolutionary and we see that he was like so you know, the High Evolutionary, it looks like he has a mask of his face on his face. Yeah, because his face just looks, uh, his skin looks very thin and it's like wrapped around like whatever this machine that is on his body. Like he's like a cyborg. Like his, yeah, it looked like he's a cyborg and his face has just been stretched out to go over his armor. And so then we find out that the reason that he does that is because, well, he doesn't actually have a face. Because, because... Rocket like scratched the shit out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, Rocket escapes and... Rocket escapes and that's... He just becomes this criminal. Yeah, he, he becomes he a criminal. He ends up not seeing his friends anymore. And then that's where we we come back to Arete. Yeah. And we see that the High Evolutionary wants Peter Quill and Groot killed. But then we find out that Quill and Groot hid guns inside of Groot. And that's when they start doing this like badass montage of them just shooting and killing yes. all the soldiers there. They end up uh, actually taking the scientist that has the kill switch. Yep. And you just see this brutalness from from Quill because he jumps off Arete as it's like midway in the air yes. and about to leave the atmosphere. 
and then we see Groot grow these wings. Yeah, that was is, awesome. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But you just see they slam the scientist like to the ground, and he's like being dragged across and breaking boulders and everything. And they're then they just rip this thing off his head. That yeah. Has this computer that's on his head that has the the kill switch. Yes. Yep. The and code crazy brutal because he's being dragged everywhere and you know he's dead yeah it was i mean it was a very very dark force or source of like brutality yeah um and then as this happens as they're using as they use the code on rocket mm -hmm. uh rocket flatlines actually yep. and here's another part where i started sobbing uncontrollably Aww. he has a near-death experience and he sees lila yes and i was just devastated i thought he devastated. was i thought he was legit gonna die i thought at so that too. moment because so he's he's talking to lila mm -hmm. and he's ready to go with them he really he, is he sees teeths and floor there as well and they're tired because he's tired of everything happening to him yeah he's tired of all this and he just wants to be happy and be with his friends and that's when he's about to walk over to to Tiefs and Flora, yeah. and that's when Lila stops him, saying, "It's not your time yet." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, you know, I was already crying because everything's all white. It looks perfect. It's like the gates of heaven, and it's just. <sighs> it was. It was. It was very rough because I think a lot of us, most of us, some of us can relate to that feeling of just being tired. Yeah, and you just want to go to a place where you're not tired anymore. And I think that that, that was seems... just. It was. It really hit right in the in the heart in the fields in the fields because like I, I looked over on the second time i saw it with the family i looked over and i see that my mom and my grandma they have tears they're bawling and i'm just like oh my god i can't even look at them i'm gonna cry again <laughs> you start crying too. And i just start crying again because i'm like why is it the second time i'm crying more than the first time <laughs> this is just hurting too much and then like you hear you hear peter just yeah screaming like, yeah no like crazy and uh rocket just, wakes up and hugs peter real quick and yeah automatically asks for nebula obviously i think they've built a i think a, that a they have like a really tight friendship because yeah. like they were they were left alone broken people during the blip mm -hmm. and so they they spent all that time on earth and helping the avengers during that time so they got close and that's i think that's why he asked for her but a lot of people say it was because he saw the the calm saying that she was calling uh peter's mic or something oh or... i thought so too right yeah. i thought that was why I, I like to think that he was calling because he cared that's about his her. buddy like that's his buddy that's yeah. his best friend even yeah. though he has groot which is like his son oh yeah but that's like his best friend. he loves groot and so then that's when we find out that while peter and groot were trying to get that kill switch uh we find out that a couple things actually happened as well we see that adam warlock is on the ship as well because he was trying to kill um rocket yeah but was stopped by an explosion that was done by the high evolutionary oh they yeah ended up killing his mom aisha and it was that that was kind of sad too because he's trying to fly back and that's his mom yeah and he yells out mother and that's when her ship blows up and that was sad so he ends up back on the guardian ship yeah we see that gamora was protecting rocket from the high evolutionary yes and then we also see Nebula, Drax, and Mantis jump onto Arete, thinking yeah. that they're going to save Peter. Yeah. But Peter's still on counter-Earth. Yes. So now everybody's, like, going towards Arete. Yeah. And they they end up having this, like, I think one of the best hallway fight scenes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's just crazy crazy because it's to the to the song um no sleep till brooklyn oh i oh my gosh i love that scene so that's the crazy thing about this movie is that there were so many so many good fight sequences no sleep till brooklyn was or yeah the song yeah, by yeah. by the beastie boys i think mm -hmm. yeah beastie boys and then we get in that fight scene the sequence it shows everybody's skill yeah you see that groot's just a complete badass you know sticking everybody limbs. like limbs and just like making things pop out of the body That's yeah organs crazy. organs and then blood you see, you see star lord and and nebula have this cool like like way of fighting together yeah. like yeah, they've yeah. been fighting for so long 
you see Nebula gets her bones cracked all over, but they all pop back into place, and she ends up being like a new fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, Rocket's climbing all over the place, shooting, and he finally gets on Groot's back and does the signature shooting from him. Yeah, and he's all energized again. You can tell that this is like the team. This is We're back. Yeah. And then Drax, I think they made Drax exactly what he was supposed to be like from the comics yeah i know we didn't get a lot from the first one where he was just like thrown around second one he was joking too much in my opinion this one it showed the brutality balance of of who he is yeah and then we see gamora with her sword again loved it i think i was actually talking about it uh with my best friend will and his wife dom shout out uh shout out right after that that first time i saw it we were talking about how she took out the sword and it was just nice seeing that sword again because we don't we didn't see it after infinity yeah. war um and then who else do we have mantis mantis, mantis. Is just, mantis got pretty pretty good at fighting very strong very strong and then uh i think that's that's everybody that I was think that there. was yeah but it was just great great because like i think gamora wanted to leave she did and the whole reason they did that hall hallway fight was because rocket was done running he wants to kill the high evolutionary he yeah. wants it to all stop and that's when they finally uh they split up nebula and rocket go to the i think the captain's room or something yeah to like um to kill the high evolutionary to kill the high evolutionary yeah. maybe like uh to drive the oh yeah, yeah to drive yeah yeah um so nebula ends up driving Arete so that it merges with nowhere yes and so because nowhere just pops out out of nowhere and they're trying to <laughs> nowhere <laughs> no, pops out of nowhere nowhere pops out of nowhere i mean because they find they also find these children and they find these animals and rocket tries to save the children drax is like trying to oh i'm sorry rocket tries to save the animals and Drax tries to save the children. That's a big tongue twister right there. And Drax <laughs> speaks the language that the children do. Yeah. And it's I, don't just, I, I don't know how either. I think it might have been like his language on whatever planet he's from. Maybe. But I don't know. It's just strangely coincidental. It, it was definitely a Drax win because the, the whole movie, <laughs> they're talking about how, how much of a dumbass he is. <laughs> and then the one time they actually needed him, they, they didn't ask him. And then he ends up talking to these kids yeah and they were like you knew the language the whole time you didn't ask you didn't ask like i feel like if they had to put another curse word in there he's like what do you you didn't ask bitch like yeah yeah that would have been it <laughs> that would have been it and it was just funny so they're they're all obviously trying to save the kids the animals yeah and that's when nowhere and uh arete kind of merge yes. on one bridge yeah and they end up transferring everybody over and because of the telekinesis yes of cosmo yes and cosmo very got, powerful very powerful really great i mean smashing two planets together takes a lot of mental power i imagine she was great she was, a, she was a good was dog real. she was a good dog she was a good dog it's a good girl good girl yeah and um we see a good sequence from craglin the new yondu i guess yeah yep yeah and he ends up like Trying to figure out how to use the damn mind thingy arrow. Thingy. Yeah. And then you get a Yondu flashback right there. And mm -hmm. he's like, use your heart. Always. Always use your heart. <laughs> and then you just see the thing going everywhere, killing everybody. And you're just, damn. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. You're like, dang, Craglin. Because <laughs> it goes crazy. And then I think we, uh, we get to like the last part. Yes. Where we find out Rocket's not on the ship or on nowhere yeah he is trying to save the animals that mm -hmm. he saw were still in the cage and they all end up being raccoons mm -hmm. little baby and cute that's where raccoons. he finds out that he is a raccoon yeah he didn't know what he was yeah, and he... then now he knows what he is he's yep. so smart that's so interesting to me that he is so smart and he didn't know what he was yep i like i was kind of like was it him like kind of like blocking it out or like not accepting his identity or like he was lost and now he's found like what does that mean it means that me and rocket are very similar do tell because <laughs> i don't even know who i am <laughs> oh, <God>! existential crisis <laughs> now is not the time sorry i was just relating to, to rocket <laughs> raccoon i too am a raccoon <laughs> so 
the guardians rescue the animals. They show up and, um, but, but before they show up, Rocket was actually attacked by the high evolutionary. Yes. And that's when high evolutionary is like, H9P13. I think that's why I remember that number because he kept yelling it. 891P13. Wait, what is it? 89P13. 89P13. Which Chuck Woody does amazing. He really amazing does. Amazing job. He's so creepy. And he's so emotional. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. And that, that fight sequence was pretty cool too. That was really cool. Because you see how, how much Rocket has adapted. Yeah. Because in the beginning of the movie, you see that he's messing with these gravity boots. Yep. And High Evolutionary's got him like locked in the ceiling. Yep. And that's when Rocket activates those gravity boots. Yep. And he's like, who do you think you are? And he's like, I'm Rocket rocket raccoon yeah and then he just like shoots him and that's when all the guardians come and just beat the fuck out of freaking high evolutionary yep oh it was so great so they rescue the animals and then quill nearly dropped i actually thought that quill died because everyone makes it over to nowhere right like they make it he's the only one that wasn't able to make it in time and it looks like he's freezing and he gets like all bloated and he looked pretty dead and then you know he ends up on nowhere and he's just like there to the side dead (laughs) (laughs) before he actually like looks dead though the way he like got out of arete oh yeah (laughs) was actually pretty cool because he used the pressure of that that tube and it pushed him out and i was like oh man typical star lord like i was so pumped i was like oh my gosh he's gonna live and then i saw him freeze and then he was blowing i was like he's gonna die he's gonna die and i was like oh no like this I started whole time, crying yeah like the whole time i was like rocket's gonna die and then he survived everything i was like phew like dodge that bullet and then this happened at the end and i was and like you hear, no. you hear mantis calling like she doesn't say star lord or anything she just says peter and she's like already crying i'm, I'm i was thinking, just holy crap this is real this is real like he's dying like this is it like they are gonna end the movie right at this point and we're not gonna know what happened like we just know that he died but he the reason why yeah is because they left the freaking ipod on the on arete yeah so that's why he went went back for it yep it's always the music they're always trying to save the music always trying to save the music and then he's bloated laying there like you know life dead dead corpse like and then he looks at nebula and he says did that look cool? <laughs> They've been saying that like the whole movie. Yes. They were like, yes, that looked cool. That looked cool. <laughs> and then they all hug each other. Crying. Crying. And it's just. And then their love brings him back. Their love brings him back. Even Adam gets in on the hug. Yes. All awkward. He's like. He's what? like awkward. Like he's kind of been on the side this whole time. Actually, the reason why he was saved was because of Adam. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if you noticed in the movie. I noticed it right away and I laughed. And everybody looked at me and was wondering why I was laughing. It was hilarious because why? the way you see Adam appear yeah. is exactly the way it's painted in the Sistine Chapel. Yes! So you see the fingers, like, not even touching. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you see, like, Adam, like... That's ink- exactly what I thought when yes! I saw it. I was like, that is a Sistine Chapel I right was, here. I was thinking... That's exactly is, what I thought. I was thinking, how is no one laughing about this like i am i'm dying because here's peter quill swelling up like a peach and then you just see adam there are peaches swollen i mean the uh. kind of peaches we're talking about here huh some peaches can be thick <laughs> <laughs> with two c's sisting chapel sisting chapel with two c's <laughs> but yes anyway i like how it went from like thick peaches to sisting chapel like religion to butts and yeah Anyway, it was hilarious that that James Gunn put that in there because it, it was just great. It showed the symbolic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The symbol. I don't know. Yeah. And it just showed that Adam was the the savior. Yes, he was literally the savior mm-hmm. and brought him back to life. Great. It was great. And then this last scene made me tear up. Yeah. This last scene Let's where, talk about that. Where um the guardians are actually all gathered. Yep. And we find out that Peter is going back to earth to he, visit his, to visit his grandpa. Yeah. He wants to see his grandpa, I guess before his grandpa dies. Yeah. We see Mantis needs to go off on her own because she's always been following everybody. Yep. 
So she's been following Ego. Now she's following the Guardians. Now she wants to do what she wants to do. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. She's wanting to find herself. More power to her. Breaking the glass ceiling. I love it. Yep. And then we see that Nebula is staying to protect nowhere. Yeah. And it's basically like, I guess, mayor of nowhere. And also trying to help these humanoid children that they've saved. Yes. And then uh, Drax said, oh, I'm going with you, Mantis, to protect you. And she didn't want him to go. She didn't want him to go. She wanted to do this on her own. And that's when Nebula's like, no, I need you here with the children because you're dad. Yeah. Like, that that's who you are. That's what he wanted. That's yeah. what he wanted. He wanted to be in a family. Yeah. And then you have, uh, I think, Groot mm-hmm. and Rocket are now leading the, Guardians. the, the new Guardians. Yeah. Because now they made Rocket the captain. Yeah. Which is what I think he's always wanted. Yep. And it's just great. So everybody's, like, sad because this is the last time oh, the band is so together. And then we get these three words from Groot saying, or four words actually. Yeah. And he says, I love you guys. Yeah. And that is like, everybody thought it was just him saying those words, but James Gunn stated that those words, I love you guys were, were meant for us as well. The audience, because he actually said we are Groot or I am Groot. And that since we've been with the Guardians for so long, like 10 we plus now years, understand we now him. understand <gasps> him. That gave me so much chills. So, like throughout the whole movie, Gamora, uh, you know, because she doesn't have memories of her time with the, the Guardians, uh, every time that Groot says, I am Groot, and then the Guardians respond to him, you know, they, they answer him just like they understand what he's actually saying. Yep. She's like, Y'all are just messing with me, right? Like he's just saying, I am Groot. And then they tell her, no, like he, you know, we understand him or whatever. And she's like, y'all are fucking with me, basically. Mm -hmm. That gives me chills that he actually put like, I love you guys. But it's like, he's actually saying, I am Groot. He's saying, I am Groot. But but we we understand understand him. him Ah! But what's also cool is that we understand him now. Yes. The scene after that, we see um, Gamora is leaving. Yeah. And he says, or she's like looking over nowhere. And he says, I am Groot. And she's she like, underst- oh, I'll be I'll be right there in a she second. I'll be in the it. shuttle. And she looks at him and he's just like, you know, looking all blushy and like happy. And yeah. His hands Groot intertwined. Is so cute. And he smiles and she says, she smiles as well because I think somehow the memories are there. I think so. Be- like, I think like, she's like it's, trying to. It's yeah. eventually going to happen. They're going to get back I together. I think so. And, and Groot just, I think, loves Gamora so much. Because if you guys remember from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Groot was a little baby. He was. And he saw Gamora as his mom. So, of course, yeah, he, like, he loves Peter's her. not the only one hurting. Like, it's also Groot because that was that was his mom. Yeah. That he lost as well. Yeah. So the fact that she understood him, like, I think that was good closure for him. Yeah, yeah. I think she's going to, you know, figure it out eventually. And then we get this emotional moment from Gamora and Peter. There, She's telling him that, I'm sorry I couldn't be who you wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And then says, were we fun? And he said, hell yeah. Like, we were a lot of fun. Oh, that was so sad. And it it was just sad. And... Everybody departs their own ways. Yeah. And that's when um, we get the final song. And it's played by Rocket over, like, the speakers of all over nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we see that they've gone through all these decades of music on this iPod or Zoom. I think it was a Zoom. Yeah. And they finally start the 2000s. And so he plays the 2000s. And there's a little note on the Zoom saying, this is what I went back for. I went back for this. And it was from Peter. Oh, yeah. And so we were like, really, again, with the music? Could have just left it. Yeah. Um, but he ends up playing Dog Days Are Over. Oh, yeah. By Florence and the Machine. Beautiful song. Loved it. Loved it when it first came out. It reminds me of Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, Remind- yeah. Now yeah, it reminds yeah. me of Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah. Good song. Everybody's just like, what the heck is this? Because all they've been listening to is 70s, 80s, 90s. And then they start dancing. They all start dancing. And then having fun. And and that's what that song reminds me, right? Like mm-hmm. very fun, happy, carefree, like hot summer day type of vibes. And and it really fits what, what was happening because the, the dog days. Mm-hmm. Dog days are over. The dog days are over. The dog yep. days meaning like this time with the original crew. Yeah. 
And during the song, you see Mantis is leaving, says yeah. bye to Drax, and Drax is like sad. You see, uh, I think everybody's just trying to dance, and you see Groot and Rocket dance. You see Nebula smile yeah. and laughing, yeah, which is crazy. Her character development. Was, she's come such. She's come so far, far, so far. It's crazy. And then she was she was very much a favorite in this movie. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, I loved her in this one. She was definitely a, a good addition to the Guardians team. Yeah. And then we have Gamora, who we lost from the yeah. Guardians team, and she goes back to the Ravagers, but she's happy because she's that's her home. Yeah. And it's just good to see that she actually still ended up with a family. Yeah. And away from Thanos. Yeah. Because I think that's what she deserved. Yeah. And the song ends with Star Lord. Going to his grandpa's oh, yeah. house. And he recognizes him right away. Yeah, the grandpa recognizes him. And the whole movie, like you hear Star Lord saying, like, why would I go back? Like, he was mad at me. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even recognize me. He wouldn't care about me. And the minute they see each other, the grandpa, like, runs up to him, gives him a hug, cries, and yeah. that, that's how it ends. That's that's how the movie ends, and it's just like, oh. That was so, so heavy. It was so heavy, and to leave it off with that, like, I I was crying. I mean, that made me think that there is going to be another one, no? Well, yes. So we did get two uh, post-credit scenes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So the mid-credit scene was, um, I think, the new, newly formed Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which it has Rocket and Groot. It has Kraglin. Oh yeah. And then it has Cosmo. And then the little floof. The little the little floof? The pet. Oh yeah, the little pet. So mm-hmm. the pet's there. We also have um uh, Adam Warlock. And then we have this little girl, which I found out what the little girl is. Her name is Phyla Vell. Uh-huh. She she is on the Guardians of the Galaxy team. It's in the comics. And she ends up she's like this like cosmic power girl. Uh-huh. So she's pretty powerful if she's on this team. But they're all like gathered around talking about like what their favorite like decades are yeah of music and so then then rocket's like well this one's a good one and plays um uh what is that hey oh i can't remember the name of the song oh i don't even know what it's uh what it's called but come and get your love oh that's what it is Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love. Yeah. So they I can play, hear it in my head. They play that, and they're actually saving a, a planet. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I remember that scene. Yeah, and so then that's when we see that Groot's all jacked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the rock that they were all sitting on was Groot. Yep. And he's huge. Yeah. Dude's been doing some steroids. <laughs> yes. And so that that's where that mid-credit ends us. Yeah. So it shows us new Guardians of the Galaxy. And then... After you sit like through the ten minutes of credits, you're waiting for like this post credit scene. Oh, I don't think I saw this. You didn't see it? No. So it's just uh, Star Lord eating cereal with his grandpa, <gasps> and he's talking about doing chores. And when he's talking about doing chores, like him and his grandpa are just like bickering, like old men. Mm-hmm. And so it just it's it's hilarious because they're they're just he's just chilling there eating cereal. The grandpa's just reading the newspaper, and Star-Lord's just loving it. And then the screen goes white, and then it says, The legendary Star-Lord will return. Oh, yeah! Okay, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, so then that that's the whole movie. I i was not ready for this movie. I wasn't ready at all. I, I was, was not prepared for the emotional journey it was going to take me on. I, I was honestly a little skeptical about this movie, based off of the previous uh, Marvel movies that were coming out. Yeah. Like, we had... Obviously, No Way Home was great. No Way Home was phenomenal. No Way Home was phenomenal. We have, I think, Shang-Chi was great. I didn't see it. Black Widow. Didn't see it. It was all right. But Shang-Chi was good for an origin film. We had Eternals, which I loved. I didn't see. I loved Eternals. We had, um, what else did we have? We had Thor Love and Thunder. I, I thought saw it, I thought one. it was all right, but it was too comedy driven. Mm-hmm. You have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Loved it. Loved it. So dark. Fantastic. But they were all missing that uh, that little MCU spark that that 
the what is it the infinity saga had yes yeah that connected all of them and yeah. i think it's because they're all dealing with like multiverse shit yeah and so that's why it's very weird like ant-man and the wasp quantumania i enjoyed because we got to see kang i love ant-man movies yeah but everything just seems so off yeah but i think that's the point because eventually they're all going to come together but this was definitely a good like tie-in between the new and like the old marvel yeah or the new mcu so it just i was a little skeptical at first but once i got out i was i was thinking holy crap this has got to be one of my favorite mcu movies it was so ever. good yeah it was and it's definitely in my top five maybe in my top three yeah it I was don't know, i don't know about you it was excellent i mean i i really loved it like it it had all the emotion i think i loved it more than guardians of the galaxy volume one and two um it was just absolutely phenomenal like i think any movie that makes me sob hysterically the whole time is a good movie for me so <laughs> you know just talking about it actually makes me want to change my my rating for this <laughs> but i mean i think i'm just gonna stick with with what it is because i i feel like any like great movie i would be giving a spicy meatball yeah but i mean you can't just give those out yeah i can't give those out they have to be like phenomenal academy award winning i think i don't even know what our we haven't even done a spicy meatball yet. we have you know why because we haven't seen one yeah well i've seen one <laughs> I know. I knew exactly what you're going to say. I've Parasite seen one. is a spicy meatball. Parasite is the spicy meatball spaghetti plate is what it is. <laughs> That's what I think about that. Oppenheimer is going to be one that I feel oh, is yes. going to be. Yes, we are going to be doing an, an, an Oppenheimer episode. Which is super fun, you guys. So as you know, Nolan is very much uh, a purist in terms yes. of film. And he has different formats in which this movie is going to be presented. So there's going to be regular format, premium format, IMAX, and then there's IMAX 70 millimeter. Then there's 35 millimeter. There's a noir version. It's just different versions, right? But the real one that we really want to see is a 70 millimeter IMAX version, which in Texas, there are only two theaters in the state of Texas that allow you to see it in this format. We got two tickets to go see it. So yes. we will be streaming live, be streaming live on Instagram. We're not going to be streaming the movie, just letting you know. We're just yeah. going to be streaming that. We're on the way. We're going to be <laughs> just there. Just on the way before just, we walk yes, into the theater. Yes, before we walk in, we're going to be like, yo, it's your boys and girls uh, from La Vida Picante. <laughs> we're doing this. Just to let y'all know that we're actually real people. Yeah. We <laughs> are live people visiting places. Live people visiting. And um, with that being said, we're going to get back to the Guardians episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give our our ranking system if you guys didn't remember what our ranking system is zero is the lowest and that's it's a dry the, rub the most horrible movies ever yeah it's a dry rub but just to be clear dry rub is delicious okay you got that garlic parmesan you got the parmesan you got the lemon pepper you got the barbecue you know they're all very delicious this does not mean that we're talking smack about wings yes but our ratings need a temperature level yes so honestly our our motto is this the spicier the better yeah spicier so the better. If, if you're not spicy then those atomic hots yeah those atomic hots those i don't know habaneros habaneros ghost pepper ghost peppers like we, we need some of those movies yeah we, we don't need like dry rubs like i don't know uh transformers uh, i don't know um Shoot. but we also have one being mild two uh being medium we also have our next level of hot 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 and then our hotter than hell spice. And then finally, if the movie is a complete masterpiece. A spicy meatball. It can only be a spicy meatball, I think, if we both agree. Yes. We both have to agree that it is. A spicy meatball. A spicy meatball. Yeah. So if, if, if it is that, then we will give it that number five rating. We will. For this one specifically, Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, is a hotter than hell. I agree with that rating. Hotter than hell. So uh, with that, that is done for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all we had. That's all we have. Uh, catch us on the next episode. For... Oh, no. Take a shot. Take a shot. Right before we finish, there's another Alexa app. <laughs> so, I mean, an Alexa notification. Alexa, stop. Um, so anyway, our next episode is going to be over the controversial movie of the century, The Flash. Where I will be talking oh, by myself no. with my co-host, Kim Kimbo Slice Carillo. Oh. And the reason why I see I'm talking to him by myself is because she has not seen the movie, but she and does I not want to. And I refuse to see it. You will hear more on that episode. 
So that's going to be our next episode. That is it for this one. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. uh, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And it's no longer called Anchor anymore. It's called uh, Spotify for Podcasters now. That's very complicated. I know I've been saying Anchor, but I mean, Anchor told me, no, we're Spotify for Podcasters now. It's a lot. So that is going to be where you can find our episodes of La Vida Picante. You can catch us on social media at La Vida Picante on Instagram. And you can also catch us at La Vida Picante on Twitter. And we also have an email address, which is La Vida Picante, which no one has emailed us, which we, I mean, who would? Who uses email anymore? Nobody. Nobody. But don't worry, it's a Gmail, so we are still relevant with the times. You can just slide into our DMs at La Vida Picante podcast, and we will read your messages to see what type of episode we should do next. Yes, we are very desperate not for next, whatever we already you guys have content, want. But yeah. Yeah. We're just very desperate people. We'll respond right away. <laughs> We'll respond right away. Yeah. I check my messages the second they come through. Okay. No this, slow texting here. This is true. She has read receipts on. <laughs> I do. She does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> anyway, that is the end of our episode 16 of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Woo! 3. We will catch you later. Catch you later, Locas.